Looking for a special gift for that fag in your life? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get that friend of Armstrong and Getty some A&G merch. Oh. New for 19, our latest A&G logo tees, hoodies, and more. The Punch Violence in the Face t-shirt or the Castigat Redendo Mores tee is available. The Yo, Yo, Yo and the updated Stupid Should Hurt tee. The new Cal Unicornia state flag tee. We even brought back our classic A&G ketchup and mustard logo. Buy them now at the Armstrong and Getty Superstore. Find it at armstrongandgetty.com. search of 2019 on Google was Disney Plus, the new streaming service that promises to raise your children for you for $7 a month. <laughs> Other top searches of the year were Nipsey Hussle, the late hip-hop star, Antonio Brown, the troubled wide receiver, and uh, how do I do a gender reveal without blowing up my house? <laughs> um, uh, Disney Plus, I that joke there. So they can raise your children for you for seven dollars a month. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Google is out at the end of the year with their top searches for the year, and it's often interesting. Um, there, there's a number of different lists. The overall searches. I don't know what a bunch of them are. I don't know if it's because uh, young people do more googling than I do, or or what, but. Jesse Smollett was the, the, the tenth most Googled thing overall. Then iPhone 11, which I actually Googled myself. Game of Thrones, which I probably Googled at some point. Avengers Endgame, which I know I Googled at some point. Luke Perry, I never Googled. Luke Perry? Did he pass? Uh, yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. A terrible. Had a stroke, right? So it wasn't naked pictures of it. was no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He died uh, too, too young. Antonio Brown, the football player. Um... Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. And uh, he's a bad guy, isn't he? Isn't he a dangerous guy? Is that right? Uh, allegedly, yeah. His allegedly. trainer has accused okay. him of uh, sexual assault of oh, various that's sorts. Right. That, that's right. I remember now. Yeah, and he keeps leaving teams, and he's just he's a crazy person. Hurricane, what brand of crazy? I'm not entirely sure. Hurricane Dorian was fourth. Nipsey Hussle, third. That was a rapper that was shot, I believe. Yes. Cameron Boyce, I've never heard that name in my life, was the second most searched thing on Google in the year 2019. I've never even heard the name Cameron Boyce. And uh, that's so that's how out of touch I am with. I'm clueless. Somebody want to help us out here? Who He's, is that? Uh, American actor making his first appearance in a Panic at the Disco music video made his film debut in yeah uh, I guess a Disney star is he a hottie of some sort? Or he's a Disney star. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a young hottie. Yeah. Do, yeah. Okay. Do kids Google a lot? Like children? Children? Oh, sure. Do they Google more than their, their parents? Maybe I don't know. I don't actually know. I don't know. Google it. And number one was Disney Plus, which I also googled. So it's kind of interesting. In the top ten, there's at least four that I googled myself. But when you break it down into categories, I found it a little more interesting. Uh, news categories. Oh, Cameron Boyce. He was a Disney star, uh, but he also passed this past year. That's that okay. explains the. Yeah, we got a lot. A lot of celebrities died, so I guess they don't all get googled. Um, news: California earthquake. This is the top ten. California earthquake. Equifax data breach settlement, government shutdown, Sri Lanka, number seven. Huh. El Paso shooting, Copa America. I don't even know what that is. C-O-P-A? No clue. 
Number five, Google the news At story. the Copa, Copa America. Is it a horrifying disease or something? I don't even know. Well, what I was still Copa reading about Cameron Boys. What's the what's this one? Copa America, C O P A America was the fifth most Googled news story, and we're kind of in the news business, and I've never even heard of it. Number four, the Area Fifty One uh, raid. A soccer championship of some sort. Okay, a soccer uh. game. Number four was the Area Fifty One raid. Number three was the Women's World Cup. Number two, Notre Dame Cathedral when it caught on fire, and then number one, uh, Hurricane Dorian. Um, the new the 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 humans list I found not particularly interesting. Here's the the list I liked the best. Your top ten Google searches for 2019. What is dot dot dot? <laughs> okay. And this is um well it's a bunch of different things. Number ten. What is Brexit? I can see Googling that. Sure. Yeah. You're hearing about it constantly. You're told it's a really really big deal. What the hell is it? What is a Mandalorian? Huh. That's that TV show that it's a it's like a guitar, but it's got four strings and they use it in uh, bluegrass music. Law. No, 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 no. That's a mandolin. Uh, hmm? A Mandalorian is a delicious. I can't think of something. That, it, there's a there's a, a joke frame. All there I know you're... is you refer to them as they. <laughs> That's all I know about a Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian is uh, the Disney Plus show. They Star were born Wars a man, there. but they identify <laughs> as a Delorean. Exactly, the car from the eighties. Exactly. <laughs> uh, number eight. What is Bird Box about? Was that a TV show or a movie? <laughs> Bird Box was a uh, Sandra Bullock movie from, I believe, a little bit more than a year ago. Hmm. But why? That was in the top ten? Yeah, but why that movie particular what is? Uh, it became quite a memeable thing. Okay. It, it, would, it would show up. My guess is it would show up in people's Facebooks and Twitter feeds, and people are like, well, what are people talking about? Gotcha. And, and, ah. Number okay. seven, what is Disney Plus? Number six, what is camp fashion? Camp fashion became a thing at some point? Like camp wearing, as in, like, gay, or camp as in you're camping? Cargo shorts with Tevas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and bedhead. Is that what they're talking about? Camp fashion? Uh, number five, not surprising at all. I, I'm su- actually surprised this isn't number one. What is quid pro quo? I'm sure a lot of people thought, what is everybody talking about? They're going right. to boot the president out over this. I don't know what it is. Well, and it uh, appears nowhere in the uh, articles of impeachment, by the way. Nor bribery, nor obstruction of justice, or the emoluments clause, or any of those things. Did you figure out what camp fashion is? Is it something that... Uh... Uh, campy, so like uh, corny, ironic fashion stuff, and I believe the Met Gala has that had that as, oh, its, as its theme, uh, so that kind of drove a lot of those. The more. Met Gala. Yeah, please don't. Uh, you got tricked into doing a Met Gala story. <laughs> <laughs> that something you me. hate more than anything. I do hate that more than anything. <laughs> yes. I hate that more than anything <laughs> the met gala the super self-congratulatory super rich gathering to look at each other's costumes and rattle their jewelry at each other and we're in new york we're in new york did you know we're in new york um what is boomer was number four what is a boomer <laughs> okay googler <laughs> so okay boomer caught on for like two days and then everybody had to google to figure out what is everybody people say it and then they laugh at me and i don't know what they're talking about <laughs> what is a boomer is one of the most boomer things a person <laughs> really can is. do. That is meta boomer, yeah. man. That is funny. Yeah, everybody at work, somebody said it to me at work. Everybody laughed. I kind of <laughs> laughed along, too. And then I yeah. went to my computer and Googled it. <laughs> yeah, I did something, and then someone said, okay, boomer, and everyone laughed at me. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Number three, what is Momo? M-O-M-O. Number two. What is Momo? I don't is know. It, 
Oh, that was one of those internet challenges. It was the the scary face oh, video yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yeah we yeah, we yeah. googled that. We googled that because it was uh, it was said to be showing up in kids' videos yeah. on YouTube, and it was freaking horrifying. It would have sent my kid into to not sleeping for weeks. Number two, what is a VSCO girl? VSCO. I hope that isn't uh, number, obscenity. Number two, what is on Google? For the entire year, what is a VSCO girl? What is that? Uh, a popular subculture among Generation Z grouping together teenage girls that follow certain fashion choices that go along with trends. Let me see what the actual wow, that's, VSCO that's means. that's interesting. I like doing this so list because I, I kind of like an insight into some of these worlds that I clearly have no clue about. VSCO girls. So it's just like wacky fashion hobbyist 17-year-olds? Certain kind of fashion or something. Children are to be seen and not heard. Yeah. And the number one, what is? Teat. Oh, and did one? <laughs> no, Mike. <laughs> um, uh, the number one, and did does one guy get the credit for starting this? The number one, what is? What is Area 51? Oh, <laughs> when that whole wacky thing started with, we're going to rush Area 51, we can all do it together, they can't kill us all at the same time, and we're going to find the alien bones, and we're going to put them back together and reanimate them, or whatever we're going to do. And then the Air Force had to come out with, this is a very dangerous and, uh, this an installation, we must uh, warn you against the blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> yes, what is it, what'd you figure out? Uh, VSCO, VSCO, pronounced Visco, is also a photo editing app that became popular on Instagram. So oh, were, it, it, so it's the hot photo editing app, which is always hot. And then it seems to have kind of expanded into certain fashion things that get associated okay. with the people. Yeah. There you go. The young people. I they've hate, lost their minds. I hate to be that out of touch with things, but... I'll go through your top ten names really quickly, people that were Googled. Robert Kraft, because he was in the news a lot, and if you're not into football, you'd have thought, why is this guy such a big deal? Bryce Harper. Ugh. Uh, Jordan Woods, I don't know. Uh, is that golfer? I don't know. Lori no. Laughlin, because of the whole dang... Uh, that whole thing. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. 21 Savage. Mm. R. Kelly. Not surprising. Kevin Hart. Jordan Woods is a, uh, a thirst trap Instagrammer. Okay. A hottie. Uh, Kevin Hart, Great. because of his car wreck. James Charles, too many first names. I'm not yeah, Googling that. Right. At least one too many. Jesse Smollett was number two. That's not surprising, because I didn't know who he was until that story happened. I, I didn't know his act. Uh, and number one, Antonio Brown, because of sports. Sports drives things, man. Juicy Smollett. <clears throat> the Area 51 that got that much attention. Does, did one guy start that? I can't remember how that whole story started. Well, it was one guy who started the let's, let's charge Area 51. Uh-huh. And they just caught on from there. Right, and then he, everybody, everybody had to do their assigned role right, in the idiot dance. <laughs> he had to say, look, it's a joke. I didn't actually mean we're going to storm a military installation. Who would do that? And the military had to act like, well, it's important you don't storm it or we'll shoot you. And uh, all right, okay, all right. And eventually, like, 23 people got together and smoked pot in the desert a dozen miles away. Fantastic. <laughs> that was That was it. And they had a party. <laughs> Okay. Well, congratulations. I'd be pretty proud if I could start a meme that ended up being the most Googled search of the entire year. That's success, yeah, no doubt. That'd make me feel good about myself. Uh, more on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
Christmas is children who just can't go to sleep. That trombone was a little more flatulent than I want. I think that was a Barry Sachs. Was it? Oh, I think you're right, yeah. Lou Rawls here, huh? Mm-hmm. A little yep. diversity in our Christmas songs. Instead of all old white males that Michael forces on us. Who are, who are you pretending to be outraged at? It's the age of outrage. Everyone join in. <laughs> join in. Go on in. The water's fine. You know, I'm, I'm digging into this latest piece of the... Washington Post multi-part series on Afghanistan. Oof. Uh, the the part that has to do with the just you can't even comprehend it. Amounts of money being squandered. Before you go on, and, well, I, and I, 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 I'm not going to go on. I oh, just, you're not. Okay. I was just going to say I'm really not in the mood. But and and the capacity for bureaucrats to just throw taxpayer money at stuff, even though they know it's being wasted. Yeah. It's shocking. What what I was going to say, if you were going to go on, because I'm I'm interested in all that, and I'm glad the Washington Post did it, and I guarantee you they're going to win the Pulitzer Prize for it. Why don't we pretend I am going to go on, <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. It's getting shockingly little attention, which is one of the reasons that this sort of thing happens. But the the ultimate, the I don't know what the end of the story will be because it's a multi part series. The last sentence should be of this very long story about how we were misled for 18 years in the war of Afghanistan is, this will happen again, by the way, with the next war. Yeah, it's Good night, everyone. Could. Yeah. Because yeah. that's just the way it is. So, yeah, we could we could absolutely get into that. Um, the uh, horrific amounts of corruption, how we just screwed up Afghanistan in ways that uh, you just, I don't know. You've got to be the world's greatest superpower to pull off something as bizarre as we have and continue to in Afghanistan. This story, but, the, <clears throat> as I said the other day, this story and a couple other stories have changed my outlook for the rest of my life. Good. And and over the last couple of years, I've become much more confident in my I'm, which I'm going to end up being weirdo conspiracy guy because um, I'm only going to go with my own you know thoughts since I don't believe anything I hear or read. But the same questions I was asking, they were asking in closed doors with the most powerful people in the world. And there was no answer. And 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 if I ask the question to I don't know how many different guests I ask this question to. The Taliban, do they have any reason to attack us? Do we need to defeat them, or are they different than Al-Qaeda? Different answer every time. They didn't know at the very top. At the very top, they didn't know the answer to that question. Or they didn't know what to do with the answer. They weren't sure. It just, it, God, mission creep, uh, corruption, waste, Then weird waste idealism that crept in there at some point. Right, dis- right. yeah, we're gonna exactly. These, we're going to let these girls go to school, and they'll have paved roads. Yeah, sure we are. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, more on that. Uh, we'll we'll touch on that here and there, uh, probably as the days go on, just because it's such a huge story, and because we got an email. Was it yesterday, Jack, from a, a family whose son is being deployed in a month? Right. Being sent to hopefully not be hurt or killed in the continuation of this utter waste of time and money in Afghanistan. Anyway, uh, I hesit- you used yes. to you used to say all the time and. And and I was hoping you were right. Look, it's it's we've got to have a base there. It's right near Pakistan and Iran and all this. And so we're just establishing we need to be. But I haven't come across anybody making that statement in any of these leaked documents. In my defense, I think that was a pretty good explanation because the only alternative was that nobody has any effing idea what they're doing. And it turns and out we're it's, just <laughs> floundering. Turns yeah. out it's that one. Yeah. B is the correct answer. 
Yeah. So, listen, on a totally different topic, and uh, I hesitate to bring you another listicle, but I promised over and over again that I would, so I feel like I should. Uh, I came across this uh, article from Bloomberg Business Week. You know, putting aside the uh, rich old guy who's allegedly running for president and, and all that stuff, uh, it is uh, their annual jealousy list. Stories other outlets publish. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> Um, the, the idea is um, stories that were so good were bitterly jealous we didn't write them and publish them, sure. which I think is just great. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll touch on a few very quickly and then some in a little more detail, but here's an article on GoFundMe Healthcare, where people compete against each other to be more pathetic and oh, sympathy-worthy to get one. money to give to them and how often it's fraudulent. Yeah. Here's an article about Babe.net that you might remember. It shot briefly to national consciousness after it took the lead on the allegations against Aziz Ansari, the Mm. comedian. Mm -hmm. But then what you probably don't know, as they say, is after that story hit, they were rocked by a workplace sex drama of their own. It's a crazy story. The website's managers seem to have staged scenes of girl power bonhomie solely for a reporter's visit. But it's also one of the most thoughtful explorations we've read of the hashtag MeToo movement and all its various shades of gray. So that's a topic we've we've talked about a lot on the Armstrong and Getty show. Uh, we're running out of time, and I want to get to Marshall's uh, tease of the news. But one more. They have a great piece from The New Yorker about... Chinese government approved, not run, but approved propaganda uh, publications that all Chinese students in the U.S. will read. They're incredibly popular, and they're indoctrinating them into the Chinese Whoa. government philosophy and the rest. It's That's just, interesting. Yeah, it's brainy stuff, but it's really cool. And there, there are several more examples I'll give you in a minute. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? More revelations and cautions coming out of the Horowitz hearings. Are we heading back to the bad old days? Of the FBI, right. Yeah, well, I uh, think we were there recently. I just noticed that I can walk very quickly down the hall with a full cup of coffee and not spill it with my right hand. But if I try to do it with my left hand, not even close. Oh, how, how interesting. Yeah. I don't know what that means. You know what else is interesting? That uh, list of the best journalism of the year that I shared with you for the sole purpose of mentioning that we have it for you at armstrongandgetty.com. But did I mention that? No. No, I did not. That's incompetence. Now, a further question. Whose job is it to make sure our incompetence does not damage the listeners or, or, or remain uncorrected? Executive producer Mike Hansen. Yes. And Hansen, did you... <laughs> Did you let my incompetence go uncorrected? Answer the question. No. Did you did you do your job? You did not do your job. It would uh. appear as though I do, did not do your job. job and make up for my incompetence. That's your job title, incompetence corrector. So listen, and I, it's a I've full time job. Oh Lord knows, <laughs> I have more of that list for you coming up. It the whole thing, the links at armstrongandgetty.com. It reminds me so much. Of you know when I was young and even more a music freak than I am now, the ten albums you must hear from last year or something like that. In that, and and I'll bet a lot of folks, uh, a lot of fags can relate to this. Uh, the friends of Armstrong and Getty, you <clears throat> you click around and you click around and you click around. 
uh, because you're a curious person, you're looking for something to read, and there's so much stuff that's badly written, or it's biased, or it's garbage, or it just turns out to be a better headline than a story. These are that, a bunch of... That's the one that's, that happens all the time. These are a bunch of stories that are so compelling and interesting and well-written and everything. They'll really, really hang with you. I'll get to a little more of that in list in a moment. Okay, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, GOP senators openly critical of the Justice Department and the FBI's conduct during the Trump-Russia investigation. Ted Cruz, for one, mocked the way Justice and the Bureau monitored members of President Trump's 2016 campaign. The Texas Republican pointing out the lax leadership during the time of the surveillance. I can tell you when I was at DOJ, if someone said, let's tap Hillary Clinton or let's tap Bill Clinton or John Kerry, the people there would have said, what in the hell are you talking about? Senator Lindsey Graham, during his grilling of the Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz, says the whole thing reminds him of the bad old days. It was as if J. Edgar Hoover came back to life. The old FBI. The FBI that had a chip on its shoulder and wanted to intimidate people. And find out what was going on in your life and the law be damned. I thought that was interesting, his characterization of that. Because I was talking about that late in the show. Wondering what makes the FBI do this. And it's just the old power thing. It's just having power. Um, Because Bobby Kennedy did not spy on MLK. He didn't sign off on tapping MLK's phone because he was a racist, obviously. It just was a, here's something going on, I want to know about it. You know, and whether I'm justified or not doesn't matter. I'm okay getting this information. I'm the sort of person that can do this. And James Comey's right. exactly, you know, he's that kind of guy. It's all right in my hands right, to make these decisions. I, I can handle that authority that no one has given to me because I'm special. Do you guys hear this uh, description that Lindsey Graham game gave of James Comey? Well, so James Comey is one of the most arrogant, conceited people I've ever met in government. To suggest that this report vindicated him is just an affront to the report to suggest that uh, everything was done properly with the FISA warrant process regarding Carter Page insults our intelligence and Mr. Horowitz did their country great service. Yeah, that, 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 that tweet that Comey put out, just good people doing their job. That's all there was, was amazing. But arrogant, that's the perfect yeah. word. It's an arrogance to think, in my hands, this is okay because right. I'm not going to misuse it. So I can spy on whoever I want. That's what we got to watch out for. Oh, yeah. Right. And and one of the Founding Fathers' greatest uh, areas of strength was that they understood power and designed a, piss, uh, a system to, to limit it. And one thing power wants always is more power. And power resents any limitation to its power. And so you see it over and over and over again that power exceeds its lawful limits. Um, and and disdains any effort to limit it, and I think that's what we had here. And and there's absolutely uh, some Trump hatred in the midst of it. Now I think I talked to you guys uh, uh, about back in the day when I was reporting in L.A. during the early '70s, times of turmoil. A lot of uh, people in the news media, like myself, were challenging the government on Vietnam, on spying on citizens, and a host of other things. Yep. I had a post office box at the Fullerton Post Office on Commonwealth, Commonwealth Drive. Thank you, Gladys. And I was getting flyers and publications from all kinds of groups. That's back in the day before the Internet, obviously. And I began noticing a number of the bigger mailers containing various documents were sealed with brown tape. And after this happened a number of times, I went and I asked the post office manager, 
what's going on with this tape? Is somebody opening my mail? His answer was, yep, that's what it looks like. I wow. Said, so because you were investigating the whole Vietnam War thing and getting uh, information from publications yes. that the government was worried about, yes, they, the government was looking into your mail. Yeah, and I asked him, I said, well, it's being an open, who's opening it? And he just shrugged and said, I don't know. And whoever was doing it probably didn't have actual legal authority to do it, but they had the arrogance of, it's okay in my hands. Yeah. I can do this. I've never forgotten that. Never forgotten that. You know what? It's funny. As long as we're just uh, chatting, as long as we're just, uh, you know, rapping about this stuff, one of the more disturbing notes of the early 70s I remember reading about was when Pete Cetera from the band Chicago was at a Cubs game. And he's a long-haired guy, and he looked like a hippie and the rest of it. And he got—he was beaten almost to death by some uh, like American flag-wearing construction worker types. Now, I would probably agree with those uh, construction worker types on a lot of things, but that was one of those periods, Marshall, and I know you can speak to this, where you had to choose one or the other. You had to be on one side or the other. Oh, yeah. You're either an America, love it or leave it, or you're an anti-war protester. Right. A- and the idea that, and this is a theme we were mentioning yesterday, you must respect something, but not be worshipful of it. I respect the FBI and law enforcement and the government and the rest of it, but I am not worshipful of it. Think about that. So recently that Marshall Phillips, our own news guy, dealt with this, the government was unlawfully opening mail because they thought it was important enough. And then, you know, looking back on it, just like we're looking back right. on the Horowitz report, we're realizing, oh, man, that's outrageous, and that can't happen, and we need to institute reforms. This happens over and over and over again, folks. Understand it. Well, you know, the other thing I want to point out uh, before we wrap this up is that both sides, in their own way, loved this country. The people right. who were protesting right. the war loved this country and of thought course. what we were doing was wrong. And the people who uh, were upset with the protesters also loved the country. It's just when it comes down to everybody beating on everybody else, that 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 is where it goes off the rails. But well, anyway. Well, right. Well, and we were absolutely uh, opposing the global march of communism, yes. which was a righteous, righteous mission. Mm-hmm. And we were doing it terribly and lying to people and sending boys into a meat grinder. And once Both again, without true. Congress declaring war, they right. called Both it true. A, a police action. Anyway, that's enough. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. And we'll, we'll relitigate the Spanish-American War next hour. <laughs> and to bring it to the day, I just wish more uh, classic liberals could get on board with the FBI doesn't get to spy on anybody. Right. Without really, really, really good reason. And right. run, run by a whole bunch of different smart people, unbiased people making that decision. Because once we allow that, man, it's, we're in big trouble. Oh, yeah, please. And, and and the Warren administration, the Liz Warren administration, they'll be on the receiving end yep. of it. And then the Ted Cruz administration, then the Justin Timberlake administration. <laughs> and then the Lizzo administration. <laughs> Lizzo. Lizzo. I've just become aware of Lizzo. My my wife's into that album. It got the most Grammy nominations the other day. Yeah. And, yeah I've heard uh, the name. but I had not seen her. And it's interesting. The album cover is her naked. You oh, don't, yeah. You don't see any naughty bits because she's kind of folded up. Mm-hmm. And she's a giant woman. Oh, she's a big gal. She is, you know, not... Like not, seven foot eight or overweight? No, like 300 pounds. I mean, okay. like, like like really, really huge woman. And uh, which is absolutely fine. But, you know, I didn't expect a 300 pound naked person on the cover of the... On the album, when I looked at it, I thought, oh, okay, that's who Lizzo is. I had no idea who it was. Yeah. I, is she I, a belter, a bluesy? What's her, what's her uh, act? 
Uh, I'm totally out to sea on pop, this. Pop, I would say. It's it's, it's okay. pretty poppy, up-tempo yeah. stuff. We can come back with it. Uh, no, we're doing Christmas music now. Man. We can play a Lizzo song when we okay. come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she she's uh, she's hot right now. Uh, Lizzo responds to critics of her thong dress, says it's, Rolling Stone. She wore uh, something with cheeks exposed at an NBA game, and everybody was yeah. was. Upset. Oh, was that her? I saw that video. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, her. Not appropriate. <laughs> she wore it to the game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sat on the seat and everything. You played oh, the Lord. You played the John McCain clip. Let's play it again just so we can all hear it. It's hilarious. To the ash cheap history. Yes. Oh boy. John McCain meant to say the ash heap of history, but he said the ass cheeks of history. And then when you children are done, I'd like to get back to my list of the greatest journalism of the year. Some really amazing stories. Okay, that's next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Lizzo. are a bit salty. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, I'm a big fan. I've had this album, uh, I think the last like four times I've been cleaning my apartment, I've been playing Lizzo songs while I do it. It's a, it, it's a fun album. I enjoy her. Yeah, our kids can't listen to all the Lizzo songs. Anyway, Armstrong and Getty Show. Sounds like energetic uh, music. The kids love it. Toe tappers. So I'm looking at this, uh, the jealousy list from Bloomberg Business. Their, uh, our, their editors and, and journalists pick out one or two pieces that were so brilliant they wished they'd written them. And I just, I found this, the list of topics so interesting. I thought I'd bring some of them to you. And we have the whole list posted at armstrongandgetty.com. I can't wait to read some of these. But here is a, a woman from the WAPO who figured out what happened to all of the 47 dogs rescued from Michael Vick's dogfighting operation 12 years ago. What an interesting thing to pursue. Tragic, heartwarming, and sublimely hopeful. Um, This made me cry a lot, said this woman from Bloomberg. Uh, Now, she might be the sort of person who cries at a particularly touching car commercial. I don't know. (laughs) On a similar theme, somebody tracked down all the Bob Ross paintings from all his shows. Yes. And it's simple, informative, and utterly charming, this story, apparently. Now, a little (laughs) more serious. Uh, Thomas Buckley uh, recommends from California Sunday Magazine. He mentions all the big New York Times Magazine's cover story on the campfire in Paradise, California, that devastation at all, and how hot and rainless summers and climate change take the lion's share of the blame. But Mark Eriks's staggering investigation of that same fire instead revealed damning ties to the incompetence of Pacific Gas and Electric, um, and, and I certainly hope the California government as well. Here's Neil Young's lonely quest to save music which uh, the guy who, who wrote about it said, I didn't want it to end. It was so good. Wow. Um, here's, here's a great piece from... Neil Young is pushing the, the, the alternate player for music that people just aren't buying. Where yeah. He, where he, uh, he says the music sounds so much better and we're missing out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he keeps trying to change the technology and find something that works. It just means that much to him. But here's a piece um, about uh, how Internet sites spy on you. That is revealing and brilliant, and the best case I've read for um, why these dark patterns of surveillance are worth resisting. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, I got, can't wait to get to this one. 
from The Economist. Economists are rethinking the numbers on inequality. They're realizing that a lot of the data that modern uh, income inequality politics are based on are bad data. And and the policy prescriptions they're based on are almost certainly going to go awry for that reason. I wonder if that's part of where I got that information. Remember, I had a couple of weeks ago on how they use the various census numbers and how they don't make sense. Um, pre-tax, post-tax, all that sort of stuff that have been used for decades to yeah. make these arguments about inequality. Right, right, yeah. This is interesting from Vox.com, which I usually think is insufferable, but um, this gal wrote a book, and this is distilled from the book, about low-wage jobs, entry-level jobs these days, and her thing is, because of the new corporate um, data-driven approach to everything, there's ceaseless monitoring and control of everything you do at low-wage work. And it's making it inescapably, chronically stressful in a way it didn't used to be. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know about that. I haven't had a low-wage job for a long damn time. I had plenty of them back w- in the day. I will soon again enough, so yeah, no I'll kidding. let you know. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of curious to read that. That doesn't surprise me between technology and the never-ending need to centralize things. Yes. How they are monitoring all kinds of crap that you used to be able to just kind of do your job, and if you did a good job, good for you, Jimmy, and if you didn't, you know, you're in trouble, where it's just constant filling out forms, paperwork, you know, uh, analytics, that sort of thing. Right. I was just going to bring up sports with the sabermetrics and the rest of it, and, you know, after the game, the coach calls you into his office and says, you know, Joe, you're... Your DLPR is down 10%. You don't even know what the hell that is. Right. Um, but, but all of a sudden, you're stressed about it. So this one's a good one. Uh, inside TurboTax's 20-year fight to stop Americans from filing their taxes for free. Using Washington lobbying and subtly deceptive websites, TurboTax has made billions charging people to file simple tax returns that should be free. I fell for it once myself, writes this journalist. Um, They've obtained internal documents to show how the company managed to, in its own words, monetize free. Here's an article. good. Here's an article about a guy so damaged by his time in combat in Afghanistan. He works now as a forest ecologist in Wisconsin, work that is all about healing, healing the forest, growing things, and it's the way he's held on to his sanity. It sounds absolutely beautiful and and sad, but uh, I'd love to read that. And then finally, I guess I'll make this the final example, although there are plenty of them, um, is uh, this piece, The Cost of Utopia from Vanity Fair. This journalist captures the charade of keeping up an Instagram-worthy life by focusing on a surfing community in Byron Bay, Australia, which has become overrun by influencers. She's following, in her words, quote, a cross-tagging, cross-promoting, mutually amplifying, audience-sharing group of friends living, loving, working, and posting aspirational lifestyle content in a highly Instagrammable paradise. The resulting piece is brilliant, entertaining, and terrifying. And now Mike Hansen, our executive producer, who you yelled at earlier, would like Only to remind moments ago. Would like to remind you of something. Hey Joe, yeah. this has been fantastic content. Where can people find this story? Hansen, it's at Armstrongandgetty.com. Seamless. Armstrongandgetty.com. I believe the link is entitled The Bloomberg Business Jealousy List. Like a well executed double play. And today's today's hot links is called So Freaking Effing Excited, Angie's Hot Links. That's what you got to look for first. Okay.
Wow, that's a little uh, careful throwing around the F letter. That's the worst letter, except for C. <laughs> it's the second worst letter. My kids think the C word is crap, which I really appreciate. Oh, oh that's beautiful. <laughs> Dad, that's he good. said the C word on that movie. Is that okay? And I first time I heard that, I went, Wah! <laughs> He said crap. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> funny how they throw that around routinely in Britain, though. The and, C uh, word. In where? Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of uh, kids and what's okay or not, I brought up porn yesterday. There apparently is a big uh, argument going on in conservative circles about pornography and an effort now to uh, try to regulate it on the Internet in some way to try to get it, you know, make it easier for parents to keep it away from their kids. That's basically the goal of conservatives. Well, Tim Carney is writing in the um, uh, well, he's writing on his Twitter feed today, and we like Tim Carney. That there is a movement now, conservatives conservatives have always wanted this to deal with porn and, and fight it. They think maybe they can join together with the Me Too crowd on the left. Ah. Uh, now that there's a different attitudes about how, uh, you know, women are exploited in porn and particularly how porn creates unhealthy sexual attitudes in men, which it absolutely does. There's yes. no doubt about that. And then you get into that whole consent thing, and in, in porn, there's a lot of. Doesn't look like there's much consent going on. And uh, so maybe you can get enough uh, people on the left with Me Too and conservatives together to come up with a coalition that would actually want to deal with this. Now, whether or not it's constitutional is a whole other question. But Yeah, it's a really tough one, as we discussed yesterday, and I'm really torn as a First Amendment guy. I don't want to, you know, uh, accidentally find myself on ground that's indefensible in terms of the First Amendment. But why don't we try? God, the prevalent- Why don't we try really hard to figure out how to keep porn away from kids? The ubiquity of hardcore pornography as a society just seems like it's got to be bad and stopped somehow. I don't have any idea how. But it just... Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and it's out there. Eh, the kids, the poor kids. What are we doing to our kids? I don't know. Um, But that's an interesting idea, the Me Too left getting together with the right. 